All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Hey, everybody. Good afternoon. Welcome to our trade deadline recap. I'm Brent Mullis alongside Jason York, Bobby Ryan, I think still on the golf course. So we'll uh, wait to see what his score was later. Uh, Yorkie, uh, not a lot of action by the Senators or anywhere else for that matter, for the most part, when it comes to trade deadline day. But the Sens did make a move. Yeah, they did. They they uh, they brought in a depth center. And that's uh, I think we, we talked about it yesterday, Wally, if they're going to do one thing. They would maybe add a little bit of depth down the middle. So they bring in Patrick Brown, 30-year-old centerman. Uh, and he has a little bit of playoff experience as well, which is a good thing. So he knows how to play when the heat's on. I think he's played just over 20 playoff games. I'm going to guess 22 back with Vegas. So, uh, the, yeah, the book on Patrick Brown, really good penalty killer. Uh, he's an over 55% face-off guy for his career, and I believe he's a right shot. Don't quote me on that. Yep. Um, just he's going already. off memory. Yeah, going off memory here, Wally, So, uh, and can block shots as well. So it, it's going to be a guy DJ Smith can trust to put out in defensive situations. And going down the stretch, when these games become more and more important here with more more meat on the line here. A guy like Patrick Brown's going to be important. You wouldn't think so because it's not the sexy trade bringing in a, a big a Patrick Kane or what Minnesota just <laughs> did bringing in John, John Klingberg. But hey, th- this guy is going to help the Ottawa Senators. Trust me, he will help the Ottawa Senators down the stretch. Guys like this are invaluable. That's where you say the Ottawa Senators have traded for Patrick and then let them fill out the Kane part, hopefully. Of Brown. <laughs> hey, another another interesting uh, thing on Patrick Patrick Brown. While you and I were talking about him, I played with his dad. Like, how old does that make me? I played with his dad in Detroit, Doug Brown, uh, who was a he was a really good underrated NHL player and, and won that one with Detroit. Uh, real nice guy, little redheaded guy, little jolly redheaded guy, but uh, good guy and a good player. Who they uh, listen. Well, I just uh, just calling him a jolly little guy. Um, they, I like the move, and because it's a depth move, because they didn't take anybody yeah. off the roster, it's a sixth round right? pick. He's going to cost them, I think, one hundred and sixteen thousand dollars in cap space huh. for the rest of the year. <laughs> like it really is a nothing move. It's simple to do. Uh, I like that he's a right shot. I like he kills penalties. I don't know. Hey, 
we don't know if he's going to play all the time. We don't know that they're going to take Mark Kaslick out or yeah. Dylan Gambrell. I like the way yeah. those guys have played, but it gives you a guy there because they didn't have a depth centerman. So the move is fine yeah. with me. I Again, like there's not a lot to not like. I like his size. Uh, 56.9% in faceoffs. Uh, yeah. He he checks, again, as we say, he checks a lot of boxes. I like the move. It's Check simple off, enough. Wally. Like, Is it going to win them the Stanley Cup? No, but it's a it's a good move for this so, team to push forward with it's coaches like to look down the bench when because an nhl bench is chaotic you, you wouldn't think so but there's heat of the moment decisions and when you can look down and say ah, i can trust this guy i know he's i know he's gonna go out there and, and and do his job be dependable he's 30 years old he's been around for a while i know he only he doesn't have a lot of nhl games but he's 30 years old he's a mature player He's a college kid. He's got again bloodlines. So another, uh, yep, another dad that played. Uh, so it's uh, I like I-, I like the move as non sexy as it is. I I really like this yep. move for the Ottawa Senators. And and just to, I guess to add to it, when there's like nothing to lose, and so you have to like the fact that it's just an added bonus of having someone on the roster, someone that I, that's thirty years old, by the way, who's fought and clawed to make his way in the NHL. He was an undrafted player. Uh, he's had to sign. He was claimed yeah. off waivers by Philadelphia. Like he's he's had to fight and claw a little bit here. So um, in order for him to keep the the job alive, because he's UFA at the end of the year, you will see a hundred percent from yeah. Patrick Brown every night. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, so, for sure. I hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Hey, by the um, way, what is that? I, what is that strange? Yeah. What is that strange voice in the background? Can you hear that too? No, there's like no. Okay, maybe it was just me. Oh, there we go. Um, but we will get to the, someone just asked about the Ranger game. We will get to the Ranger game in a sec. Uh, this show is always, yeah. by the way, brought to you by uh, Botano. Go to Botano.ca. But I saw one of their ads last night on the uh, Suns broadcast. I was Me too. excited. Yeah. Uh, Botano, Botano, the game starts now. We'll get to lock of the day a bit later as well. Um, Botano with the best online betting and casino live games. Uh, you can go there, bet builder, all kinds of stuff, but they do have all the action. When you go to Botano, go to botano.ca, download the app. All right, uh, Yorkie, uh, we will get you to read one Wally. of the two reads a bit later in the show. Okay, I, I, do you have one you prefer? Do you want BEI or do you want Renfrew? You know what? I'm going to ask the fans. The people listening will get to decide which ad read you get I love today, doing. Okay? I love doing Renfrew. I love doing Renfrew because I'm – Yeah, which is why I, I might mix it up. Oh, whatever. I'm a professional. Come on. I've got experience in the um, industry. I'm not just some guy that played hockey that's coming on the pro- podcast and doesn't know what he's doing. You're dealing with a professional here, Wally. Look, I got classes on. Yes. I'm yes. acting smart a lot today. Of people, that's- a, lot of, a lot of people, when they see you, automatically go professional. So that's that's a bonus. Professional. Um, exactly. Alex, do we have the draft board available? I don't know. Alec, by the way, Alex has just done four straight hours of daily face-off live show. So I'm going to cut him slack today. Uh, they had a really good live draft show. So he was doing all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. the draft picks for the next year. Um, not that big a deal. I just wanted to point it out. If anybody's wondering where the draft picks are and what's going on, Ottawa will have five picks uh, as of right now in the uh, 2023 draft. None of them before the fourth round. Uh, nah. But but they didn't trade Cam Talbot. They didn't trade Austin Watson. Nobody has left the roster. Uh, that's a boat. Like all in all, I, that's very good. You've got now depth on your blue line with Eric Brandstrom. We'll get to Pierre Dorian's comments in just a second, but how this, by the way, were you shocked to see, uh, Jacob Chickren last night play on the left side, at least for now, or at least for that game? I, I'm not going to say I predicted it, but we, cause we didn't say it during the show yesterday, but I had a feeling that number one, Eric Brandstrom would come out of the lineup. Because I look, uh, and you heard the reasoning behind that, that Nick Holden's a guy that's very vocal, communicates, so you, you got to keep trickering on the left side, and, and Holden played the right. There are a lot of penalties in that game, too, so um, I don't know. It's it's The one thing I will say, and I, I tweeted this the other, the other day, uh, Travis Hamanick has played very well lately. He's starting to elevate his game right now, and one of my biggest memories of Travis Hamannick is that series he played when he was with the Islanders. I don't know if you remember when they went head to head with Pittsburgh and Hamannick battled Crosby that entire series. It was, it was kind of Travis Hamannick's coming out party. He really established himself as a 
really hard to play against defensemen in the NHL. And that was quite some time ago, but he still has those memories inside of him. He still has the, the uh, I'm not going to call it muscle memory, but he knows what it takes to play this mm-hmm. time of year and, and, and if they do get into the playoffs. So I've been watching him lately, Wally. He's starting to peak early yep. on in the year, a lot of it- turnovers, a lot of bad decisions. Now I'm not seeing them. And he's 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 turning into that guy, and he's not going to be the guy he was, but he's he's yeah. he's elevated. He's I think he's been a lot better, and so has Holden. Holden's been better too. Did he maybe? Uh, and you, I'm only asking because you you've played the game and understand it more than I have over 700 games. Did he lose his way a little bit, perhaps either in Vancouver or Calgary? Is that I don't is that possible? It's. it's it's tough for me to say. I don't know. I've never spoken with Travis Hamannick. I've only watched him. Uh, all I can say, I was, because I really liked the player when he was younger. I talked about those days when he was with, with uh, in Long Island. And the that's Islanders. probably part of the right. reason Ottawa brought him. That's probably, probably the reason Ottawa brought him in, because Jack Capuano had the history with Travis Hamannick. And that's how the league works. You'll, you'll always take a gamble on a guy if you got inside information. Because don't forget, he was he was waived through the entire NHL. Nobody wanted him. Ottawa took a gamble. So yeah, to your point, maybe he did lose his way. And believe it or not, guys do lose their confidence. You get the puck, and instead of holding it on a little longer and making a good play, you get rid of it a little sooner. And you're just you're playing sometimes to try and not screw up. Do I know that was the case with Trump? I don't know. I'm just he just didn't seem like the same player. Now I'm watching him. And he just seems like he's playing with a little more confidence and things are working out for him better on the ice. And I'll say this too. Uh, you can say what you want about how he was. The one thing too that's been really big is the development of Jake Sanderson. Like, Hamlin's had something to do with that. Don't forget. He's been his partner most of the year. So obviously, yep. I hate saying obviously, by the way, it's such a crush word, uh, crutch. Um, He's had he's had an effect on his maturation as a player, and you got to give him some credit for that as well. Uh, I and I agree. Uh, I, I yeah. do like you know what the thing about Travis Hammock is you don't necessarily say a lot about him during a game, which is exactly yeah. I think what you want well, from Travis Hammock. Yes, he did make a great pass to Brady Kachuk. There are moments. Yeah, I'm just saying he doesn't. Maybe in the defensive zone, you don't so, go holy crap. He just completely lost his man. I'll tell you one other thing too. When you're on a when you're on a team that's very inexperienced down the middle, like Ottawa was to start this season, like they have been since Hamannick arrived, when you play a lot more often in your own zone than the offensive zone, defensemen are going to tend to look a lot worse than they actually are because you're always defending. You're always defending, and then when you're always defending, you start making more mistakes. I I was in that position in Boston. I was on a really bad team. I was an older guy. And I was in my own zone the entire game, and and you make you make mistakes, and you look like you look like a really bad player, and that's what I looked like in my last year, uh, and that happens all the time. It happens all the time, and well, now Ottawa's starting to mature a little bit. They're not playing as much in their own zone, so hey, the players don't look as bad anymore. But um, the point I made earlier, and I just it, you just made me think of something here, Wally. I know we gotta get a few more sponsor yeah. reads in here early oh, on okay. in Mike. I played with young guys a lot. I played with with Wade Redden when he was a rookie. I played with uh, with uh, ha- <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Dan Hamus. Dan Hamus in Nashville when uh, he was a yeah. rookie. When, when you play as an older guy with younger players, you're always talking to them. You're on the bench. You're talking. You're saying, "Hey, watch this guy. He does that. This guy does that." I'll be, you'll be talking to them all the time on the ice. You'll be because usually when they come into the league, they don't talk that much. So you have to help acclimate them with what it's like to play in the NHL. And the defenseman partner relationship is very unique because it's just the two of you. So when the two of you go on the ice, you got to act as a team. You're doing things together. You're talking. You're reversing the puck, D to Ds, and then you you go out for dinner together. You're always together. So I would have to think, I, I'll tell you, I'm 99% sure that's been happening with Travis Hamannick all season long with Jake Sanderson. And so look how well Jake Sanderson's played. And I guarantee you, Hamannick has had a lot to do with that. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, we'll get to Jake Chickern in just a second. Uh, as for Eric Brandstrom, uh, Pierre Dorian said today after uh, the trade deadline, 
uh, Eric Brandstrom is to fight for his ice time. And so that yeah. makes it seem without question that he will be the odd man out. Uh, and rightfully so. I, listen, if you left this D group the way it was last night, are you okay with that? Which is Chikrin, Holden, uh, Sanderson, Hamannick, and then Zub and Shabbat at the top. Uh, would you leave it the way it is, or would you move Chikrin over to the right? Or somebody, Pierre Dorian even said, listen, we think that even Thomas Shabbat can play the right. I'm not sure that that's what you want to start doing, but they're making it seem like anybody can start playing on the right at any moment now. Yeah, I I think it'll play itself out. Like, Give it some time here. I, I, I had a feeling Branstrom was going to be the guy coming out. I, I don't love Branstrom in the third pairing. And and I like him more when he's in a in a spot where he's. I, I just I've said this before. I don't know if that's ever going to be possible now in Ottawa, especially now with with Jacob Trickman coming in because you your your top four is pretty well set. So, can he be a number five? I, I think so. His defensive game's gotten better, um, but I just man, he's a guy when he does when he does get an opportunity on the power play, he's pretty good. Like that's his bread and butter. Uh, so. That opportunity is never going to come here in Ottawa, but they'll address this at a later time. But to answer the first question, I think, and I have, this is just my gut feeling. I think if you're in a series and you're starting, DJ is going to want two bigger, and he calls them rangy, longer defensemen. Yep. And that's a term you hear all the time. He's long, he's rangy, he covers a lot of ice. All things that, as well as Branstrom plays, physically is not able to do one thing the senators are big on and they practice it a lot wally is boxing out it's a lot harder when you're five foot nine to box somebody out versus holden who's what is he six four and and hamannick who's six two and chikorin who's they're all big that whole decor is big yep. with the exception of branstrom so i just my opinion I don't, I don't see him as an ideal bottom pairing defenseman it's, he's going to have to really fight to get his ice time and the thing about the playoffs is it's not about score, and this is going to sound weird maybe, but it's not about scoring goals. It's about yeah. keeping them out of your own net at the end of the day, right? Because you're trying to win, and I know it's a little more scoring in these playoffs now, but you're trying to win one nothing as opposed to giving up those goals. And I, that's where I think Brandstrom comes in. It's the defensive side yeah. of the game. But And there's lots it's, of people in the chat right now that want to see Eric Brandstrom in the lineup over Nick Holden. Um, would you do that decision? And I know you just said you wouldn't play him as a bottom – three pair would you not saying i wouldn't eric brandstrom in the lineup why would you change the lineup after you just beat the rangers like he's why would you change it it worked out pretty well right i wouldn't change it it's not a back-to-back -back situation um i think going down the stretch here experience is going to be really important experience of being in these situations before like i said earlier holden's been in these situations um, Hamannick's been in these situations and then you got your top four yeah. so I think Branstrom will get in I think he's earned it he's played well this year I, I th it'll just it'll it'll all depend it'll depend on what happens it's it's this little run here is going to take probably every guy on the Ottawa Senators I every guy's at, at one time or another is going to get in the lineup and they're going to factor in so I think to start, though, I, I think it probably remains status quo uh, just because of those guys are big, long, rangy guys. They're they're harder guys to play against. And that's it's just uh, it's just a fact. Um, by the way, people in the chat who are talking about uh, interference uh, through the bleeding through, I I can't hear anything. So I'm just I apologize for yeah, what I heard it. I heard it. It, it's gone now. It was, it was earlier. There was like an alien. I heard him in my ear. Uh, he was like, okay. like satanic <laughs> um, messages or something. So uh, point being said, uh, Eric Branstrom is the guy uh, that seems to be the odd man out at the moment. We'll see how that all plays for out. Now, we'll for now, for now, Wally. Lands. Right. Absolutely. Hey, for, listen, for now. lots it's, of games it's, left it's for a people to get moved exactly. around. I wouldn't. I, people I can tell you, Yorkie. What's that? I can tell you that Jacob Chickern, Jake Sanderson, Thomas Shabbat, Artem yeah. Zub and Travis Hamannick are not coming out of the lineup anytime soon, if at all, ever. <laughs> thanks. I'm going to so, give you a yep. thanks tips. <laughs> okay. So so I it's going to be a long slog for Eric Brandstrom uh, down the stretch here is what I'm trying to say. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. So, He'll get back in. It'll be fine. 
Anyways, okay. why we, we should be talking about Jacob Chikrin? He just came and played, him, that's, I, that's played a hell of a game on no sleep. So, uh, yes, and then, and then there was a major concern factor where Twitter almost exploded because oh. it looked like he got hurt. Yeah. So, as you know, that one was uh, a lot of interesting yeah. uh, 30 seconds, if you will. So, uh, you give me your assessment of Jacob Chikrin. All I'm going to tell you about Jacob Chikrin from what I watched as just a fan sitting on my couch is that you could feel a comfort factor with him right. being on the ice, right? Right away. There just seemed to be a settling down that there wasn't a scrambly part of that third pair. That's all I'm saying. He can, for a big man, he can skate. He can skate. And you saw the one play in particular when he had a foot race for the loose puck. I forget who that, I think it was Patrick Kane. It was Patrick Kane who was breaking for a loose puck. And you just saw Chick yes. long, Big strides, long stick, gets the puck, problem over. Little plays like that make you feel real good to watch when you're Jack Capuano and DJ Smith <laughs> watching that. You're like, wow, we got... I think the quote I heard DJ say, this guy's an NHL player. We got a real NHL player here. And it's it's not a, it's not a, a backhanded smack at the rest of your decor. It's just this guy is a top four defenseman that's what he is and uh you saw it last night the guy played on barely slept uh, i think he had a couple naps took the red eye uh, brand new system comes in and yeah. didn't play a perfect game but he played very very well and this guy's got some offense in this game too that wait till people see what he can do his shot the way he passes the puck and he's, like I said, I'll use the term again, he's big, he's rangy, and he's long. Guys like that, they just, when the, when it gets down to the nitty-gritty here, and if the Senators do, in fact, qualify for the playoffs, in the best-of-seven series, guys like that are invaluable. They're just they're tough guys to play against because they take away time and space so quickly. Uh, did you watch his intermission interview? Uh, he so he's 24, but when you listen to him and he's got a bit of a yeah, growling voice, if you like, he sounded like he was 28, 29, right? But it just made me yeah. chuckle a bit. I'm like, he's I like, uh, Colin White. Colin White always looked 30. Yeah, I knew I, I knew Jacob when he was younger. I know Jeff very well. Uh, the agent Andy Scott uh, was my son's agent, Jack, for a while. Um, great family, Andy Scott as well. I, I, Andy Scott too. You got to got to give him credit as well. When these deals are yeah. made, agents are always involved, and, and Andy is one of the best in the business, and, and I know you'd have to think he was involved as well um, because they're playing both sides, right? They're, they're trying to get their client moved, and they're trying to help the team, uh, being the Ottawa Senators in this situation, get the deal done. So they're always involved. But, no, Jacob is mature beyond his years, and it comes good family. Yeah. His dad, dad's a friend of our family's, grew up in the Nepean, uh, Played minor hockey there. Just wonderful family. They, they ended up being raised, as everybody knows, in uh, in, in Florida. And then I, I think Jacob, back when he was younger, he was flying in to play games in Detroit. I forget whether it was uh, was Honey yeah. Baked or CompuWare, one of those teams. But he used to fly around everywhere to play in tournaments because they just didn't have the high-end hockey where he was in Florida. So uh, it was a lot of commitment by the family to make sure he was playing high-level hockey. And uh, he'd always come home for the summers and – be up at his cottage in yep. White Lake. So, um, yeah, wonderful family, uh, and that's where that's where it comes from. Whenever you hear a kid talk like that, it it, it, it just shows you the way he's been brought yes. up. Yes, and that's exactly what you get from Brady Kachuk. Uh, and if right? you've ever dealt with the the Kachuk family, same thing. Like Chantel is same the thing. nicest person in the world. Keith yeah, Kachuk, yeah. I, I have all the respects. Anyway, Brady Kachuk. Did you see? Is one uh, of did, did you see? Did you see Nat? Did you see Nancy uh, Chikrin's tweet? She sent a tweet out uh, last night after the game. Great tweet, just thanking the city of Ottawa for being so welcoming. And well, just totally different. Like you're in Arizona, where you're not even hearing about hockey. The fan base isn't really active in social media. It's you. You you leave the rink, and you are a, you are a civilian. You you. It's a nice place to hide. Yep. You're not hiding in Ottawa. And, and uh, it was nice to see her come on there and and uh, just say a little thank you for treating her son so well. What a feeling, though, it must be for a guy to be that wanted, to, uh, to, to come to your hometown team, but to have that kind of explosion where everybody is all in and wants to see. Like, that's, that's awesome. what you, 
for all they are as athletes, you guys are all entertainers and you want to entertain people and make them feel good. That's a great feeling to have. You imagine when he takes to the ice tomorrow against Columbus, I would think oh, that there'd be a pretty will, big roar. He will have a chill going down the spine of his neck. You just, guys are human. And I'll never forget when I played my first playoff game in the then Corral Center, when I walked out for the first playoff game, and it was the first, it was the first time the city of Ottawa had an NHL, an NHL playoff game since back in the whatever the 1920s or when the Ottawa Senators first existed. Every single player was so amped up. It was just, it's just this time of year leading up to the playoffs. It's so different. Well, you know, you've covered it. The building feels different. The energy's different, and you just, as a player. It really, it really inspires you and makes you play better. It's like a, it's, it, it's like a, a seventh person out on the ice there with you. It's, it's a very cool feeling. It's probably what I miss the most about playing, besides the guys in the room, and being around the boys. It's, it's playoff time. There's nothing like it. Yep, totally agree. Uh, all right, before we get to last night's furthermore game of the New York Rangers and how Ottawa has now won four in a row, it's sponsor time and uh, Yorkie. In fact, I'm going to have you do both. Uh, both. So I'm not we'll getting paid with, enough to yeah, do both. Yeah, you, you're going to fill in for Bobby, so you now have to. You guys were bragging so much <laughs> on how great you are. I'm just okay. going to sit back so and now, have a sip. So now I got to like I have all the pressure of picking the winner every single time. And by the way, I went first <laughs> last three games in a row. That has not gone yeah. unnoticed. All right, who are we starting with here? Renfrew or? Whatever oh, Alex with... comes up with. All is, right. Is he... Well, we'll oh, go through our... Go. Oh, my old favorite Renfrew <laughs> Pro <laughs> hockey tape. You know, Wally, I'll say this. We got to do something new. I know the show was held together by Renfrew tape. And uh, and why wouldn't it be? It's the best tape on the market. If you're interested, you can. it's available in all major retailers, RenfrewPro.com. Uh, you got to feel the game. Instagram at Renfrew Pro. Big thanks to our sponsors with the Green Corps. Renfrew Pro Tape. <laughs> Boom! Uh, don't forget, better. Friday is free. Well, Friday oh, is free on. tape Friday. Uh, is you want to go to I Renfrew didn't... Pro? Yeah, they every Friday they give away a free package. Uh, some, maybe, it's maybe tape. sometimes it's gloves. Maybe Friday. Maybe Friday. Maybe Friday. Every time I hear Friday, words of Dominic every time I. <laughs> yep. I oh, always think of him. Uh, okay, uh, change I'm Alex B E I. Here we come. Right. BEI, Bonisher Excavating Contractor. They're hiring right now, Wally. If you're looking for a summer job, get your resume in there. But uh, you're going to have to work a full day, I'm going to tell you, for for laborers, mechanics, the concrete structure team, and quality control technicians. When you're planning your next project, consider BEI for your aggregate supply needs. Bonisher Excavating. Dot com. That's where you'll find them, Wally. And if you want to give them a call, you can go 613-432-1120. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have 
and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Outstanding. Uh, all right, back Thank to the you. game. So Thank the you. Ottawa Senators have now won yeah. four in a row, which when they when New, Jer- uh, New Jersey, when New York scored those two quick goals and took the lead, I was like, uh-oh. Because it didn't, right? They yeah. gave up the shorty. It just all of a sudden looked like the tide was turning. But that's one, that's a team that played the night before. You can always tell they have the quicker jump. Uh, but you can tell Ottawa always gets better, it seems, later in games. And they continue to score goals like crazy. Uh, night, what did you make of before, that game? The my, well, first of all, the night before stuff's bullshit. This time of year, there's no excuses. You got to be ready to play. Um, but... No, no. My only point is the team that plays the night before always has the early jump because they just played and they're ready to roll. You see it all the time. People but used they, to go, oh, no, no, we're going to get them tired. No, you get them right away to want to play. We saw it against Detroit. They came out and scored right away. Here's, I think Chicago did too. Here's, anyway. So here's the thing about that, though. Yeah, you played the night before, but since then, you've gotten up, you've had breakfast, you've had lunch, and then you had a two-hour nap. So it's not like you're all loose and stretched out and ready to play from the game before. It's it's just like when you th- when you really think about it. When you really think about it, it's like yeah, they played the night they played the night before, so they're going to be ready and loose. Well, no, they're uh, they're okay. not. They're going to be this. They're going to be the next same as year. You. Next year, I am going to try and track teams that played the night before right. the jump they have starting the next game. Um, all right, let's all right. do it. Back to the game. Okay. Uh, what did you make of that game? Um, I would say that my, my first takeaway is it young team gets behind in the game, Madison Square Garden. I don't think they had their best stuff last night. I, I, I don't think they were – it wasn't a perfect hockey game for the Ottawa Senators, but that's a really encouraging sign when you come in that room after and you came back and and want to come from behind victory in Madison Square Garden. That's a very tough building to play in. Ice isn't always the best. Uh, very vocal crowd in there. So my takeaway is that is a huge win for the Ottawa Senators. And now they've got a ton of confidence going. Th- this team in there has an inner belief. They've just picked up Chikrin. They had another piece today. Um I tell you, I, I was in this situation in 1997 when we went on an incredible run to make the playoffs for the very first time in Ottawa Senators history. You get to the rink and you're immediately energized. You're just you're so excited to get to the rink, be with the guys. Yep. Uh, you know what you know what the stats are. You know what you need to do, but you're not really thinking about hey, we got to go whatever it is now, 14 and five or whatever. You're just thinking, man, what a great day to come to the rink. And I'm so fired up to play this hockey game. And you go out there and it's like, I call it the peak performance zone. Well, you just, everything's just flowing and you play and you're not worried about winning or yes. losing. All yep. you're, you're just, you just, you just want to play. And to me, that's how Ottawa's playing right now. They're playing like, yeah, we're just going to work hard and whatever happens is going to happen. We're prepared. We've executed and it's, um, they're, they're in a zone right now. They're, they're in a really nice zone. And they've got two games coming up that are very winnable. So um, this is this is going to get really interesting here in the next little while because I, I think with Buffalo and Long Island in front of them, man, it's, those are the two teams to me that uh, that they're going to have to catch. Uh, it's yeah, no, no. I and the back to back thing, like Ottawa has played extremely well. So I I understand the back to back is the uh, it's not a huge argument it just seems to be the team always has yeah. a bit of a jump my, around um wally my uh my other sorry to yeah. interrupt you my other takeaway from that game is I, I thought talbot played really well again so you got talbot now since coming back that's that's put together some nice quality starts so now you have two goaltenders you're confident in. you got sogard who's played extremely well talbot's back on track so as a player when you know you have two very competent goaltenders it makes you play that much better because it just, it's one less thing to worry about. Uh, okay. So I, I, I looked it up playoff teams. We want to always talk about is Ottawa going to make the playoffs. So at the trade deadline last year, 
of the 16 teams that were in a playoff spot, how many do you think kept the playoff spot at the end of the year? On which date? Sorry, I missed the first part of your. Uh, on which so date? on on trade deadline day, so it was March twenty first last year. How many teams that it? were in a yeah. playoff spot? Yeah. I don't know. I'll say two. Only Vegas was the one to not make the playoffs. Uh, they yeah. fell out, and Dallas took that spot. Yeah. So. So you're saying it's it's tough if you're not in it. It's it's very uh, it's very difficult, which it is. It's still this is going to be very difficult. The point I made yesterday on the show was Ottawa's been so hot as of late. Their their winning percentage in this little span, I don't have the the, yep. the numbers in front of me, but it's 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 extremely high. Can you keep that level the entire rest of the season? Because they're going to have to, right? Uh, that's my only thing. <clears throat> because I know there's going to be games that they play where they play very well and deserve to win but they're not going to win those games. That's what happens in hockey. So that would be my one concern with the Ottawa Senators is can they keep this torrid pace up? Because they have to. It's, um, it's, uh, and that's, yes. that, that's going to be the difficult part of this. But, but they're only four points back now. Now there's four teams tied with them at four points back, but they are only sitting four points back with three games in hand on the New York Islanders. Um, they're right now yeah. playing at a 767 clip and, I get it. It's not sustainable. But even if they back off a bit and have a little bit of a downturn, I still think that there's a chance that we're sitting here with them two points out or whatever. Uh, this And we know this schedule in March is going to be awful, uh, I think, when they go out west. They've got Toronto and uh, Boston and Carolina and New Jersey mixed in there and Tampa. Like, it's going to be a, a slugfest. But when you've got confidence, Yorkie, you know that you can play with anybody. For for sure you do, and I and I and I don't see Ottawa losing their confidence the rest of the way here. I don't see them having self doubt creep in. I just see this as a young team that is putting on the horse blinders and going going straight ahead. And they're gonna, I think they're gonna make a good run. Do I think they can get in? Sure, I think they can get in. But if you put me on the spot and say, are they gonna? If what do you think's going to happen? If 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 you really think about it, I I, th I think it's yeah. going to be. Is it doable? Yes, because I've done it before. I've been in this situation. Yes, and it took us right up until the last game. If if old school Sens fans remember, back when we had to beat Dominic Hasek in the last game as a one nothing game, uh, it, it took every little ounce of that season to pull it out. Can it be done? Absolutely. Could these guys do it? Absolutely. Do the stats uh, dictate that it could happen? That's where it gets a little bit tough because you look at the teams they're competing with well i got the standings right here and i look at the last little games here the islanders i know there's games in hand there but i would have to think the islanders w with the roster they have i know they have a trouble scoring are gonna probably get hot here i would think they are uh buffalo I'm, i don't know about the buffalo sabers the, the the style of hockey they play Reading about them today, Wally, they, they're a puck possession team. They're a little more of a high-risk team. They like to make plays. They're the, they dump the puck in the least amount of any team in the NHL. I heard that stat today. So are they going to be a team that translates down the stretch? I don't know. Um, so we'll see. I, I, if I had to predict, I think it comes down to the Sens and the Islanders. And those games in hand are going to be crucial. you got to win them because games in hand are only as good as, as if you win them. So we'll see. It's very possible, a lot more possible than it was two weeks ago. But if you had yeah. to put me on the spot, I still think they might come up a point or two short. But hey, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. And and I've done yep. it before, so it can happen. So hopefully we're sitting here come playoff time and say, Yorkie was wrong, Sens made the playoffs. That's what I hope for. I'm just saying, since the summer... And there's there is video evidence. I called for the Sens to make the playoffs. I will stick. Did you? Uh, but the middle of the season. Yeah. But like two weeks ago, he said there's we're no. We're chance. not talking about the middle of the season. We're not. Listen, there's no video evidence of that. There's just the, just the summer. I got stuff. it. I've deleted it. I got it. No, no, we're deleting I got it. it right now. Yeah. Um, okay, I got. Do we do? Do you want to do the cookie monster or do you want to do lock of the day first? And then we'll get to the cookie. Monster. Let's do lock of the day because they're playing. Oh, <laughs> the uh, just monster. for the record. I, when I asked you yesterday, you and Bobby about yeah. Derek Broussard scoring and his, you guys 
you basically told me to shove it. And I told you that he has scored I, more goals at MSG than any other place. Yeah. I'm not good at predicting if guys are going to score because I was never a stats guy. All I can tell you is who's going to win or lose a game. That's my specialty. And I can tell you who's a good player and who I don't <laughs> like as a player. As far as predicting, like, bogus who's going to score, like, go get a lottery ticket, man. Like, that's I said assist, yeah. though. I said assist. I just go by the percentages. I'm like. I am, I'm like the rain man. I have all the analytical stuff going on in my head, and I'm saying, okay, analytically speaking, what are the chances of Broussard scoring? Oh, they're not great, but he did, and it's great. Hey, I was going to say he was going to just to disagree with Bobby, but I changed my mind at the last second. What a night. What a night for Derek Broussard. Yeah. I, I couldn't be happier for the guy. Like, fantastic. You don't ever hear a bad word about Derek Broussard which is hard to do. Um, and he's played on whatever it is, 10 teams, and still nobody says anything bad. Like, Karats to him, he's always been very good to me. Uh, I, I, yeah. I really like him as a person um, more than him as a hockey player any day. 100%. And just just to go back on my prediction, and I and, and listen, I've, I've, I've said this all along. Even if Ottawa does not get into the playoffs, I'll say this again because I think it's very important for people to miss it the other day. This little stretch they're going to go on here is going to be invaluable for the future success of the Ottawa Senators. The lessons they're going to learn here about playing meaningful yep. games down the stretch is going to be huge for this entire team, especially the young guys like Brady, like Stutzla, like Batherson, like Shabbat, like Jacob Chikrin. Like This can be great for Jacob Chikrin. Like he's going to get a chance to play in a hockey yep. market, and the list goes on. Sanderson, everybody. This is going to be whether they make it or not is going to be huge for the future future success of this franchise. Uh, okay, so tomorrow they play uh, Columbus, where they're going to try and win five games in a row for the first time since 2016, 2017, somewhere in there. Uh, Bobby Ryan uh, was on the team when the last time they did this. But uh, do we th – and Columbus comes to town, which – Let's just be fair and say they're not the best team in the National Hockey League. Uh, so do, uh, what, are we doing lock of the day, Alex? Do we have it? Um, Columbus, by the way, is 4-1-1 in its last six. Or no, sorry. Uh, Ottawa is 4-1-1 in its last six versus Columbus. Um, they're looking to win five in a row for the first time since March 2017. They've got four four-game winning streaks this season. Just to put that in perspective... Uh, they've had a total of four four-game winning streaks in the last six seasons combined. Um, and so they are a much better, obviously, franchise uh, this time around. So, and they've won four straight. The they've outscored their opponents 22 to eight in their last four games, the Ottawa Senators. So uh, what are you doing here? And I think, well, to me, this one's pretty obvious. Well, first, you go ahead. <laughs> first off, Alex, can you, can you, like below where it says smartest man in hockey trademark, can you just put Cy Young as well? Put Cy Young. <laughs> 20 and 7. My, that's got to be a misprint. Is that really true? Is Wally, is that true? Am I really 20 Well, I, I just know you were wrong seven times. So, well, don't forget, don't forget there's a, there's a Super Bowl pick in there. And I, I know nothing about football except I won my <laughs> fantasy league like 10 years ago. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh god that's right i love it i love it when guys from other sports try and talk about other sports it's like stick to what you know so i'm taking ottawa of course i'm taking ottawa and yeah. by the way this is the fourth time in a row i've taken ottawa i would have gone they're not gonna let me down oh yeah uh, I, i'm go gonna first. take ottawa too on this one okay uh we're gonna put wow. bobby since he's not here today we're gonna say he took columbus can we do that i <laughs> <laughs> nah, just keep him just keep him he would have he would have bobby was taking ottawa too he sent me a note earlier yeah but he's, he's not, not here you can't punish him <laughs> well he could you oh could. fine <laughs> okay alex oh, boy. fine yeah uh all that right the easiest uh, so hey listen though listen yeah. though Wally. Uh, the these games yeah these games are dangerous these games are dangerous because Columbus is the team that Ottawa's been for the last, what, when have they been in this little downturn for the last five years? 
Remember how good Ottawa was down the stretch when there's nothing on the line? When there's nothing yep. on the line, a team like Columbus is very dangerous because they're going to try shit. They're going to play loosey-goosey. Maybe the goaltender stops 45 shots, has himself a night. Very dangerous teams like Columbus because pressure's off. You know you're missing okay. the playoffs. Okay, but here, though, here's my thing with this. Uh, and we saw there was somebody I saw complaining about Chicago saying you could have pulled a goalie and tried to get the tying goal, but instead you deliberately tried not to win the game. Are we <laughs> seeing teams like like Columbus and Chicago and Arizona is trying to trade everybody and have a draft pick? It, are we trying to see deliberate tanking outside of the players that are on the ice? And I, I uh, Yorkie, I, I I don't know. I'm going to say yes. Coaches, coaches aren't trying to deliberately. The GM's not pulling the goalie. Like the G, when the coach has the earpiece on, it's not the GM yeah. on the other thing saying, "Hey, do not pull that goalie. We need the draft pick." <laughs> the coach's record, it's like the internet. It's always going to be there. So every single time he loses, that goes on that coach's all-time record of wins and losses, and then that coach is judged by his record. He doesn't want to lose. I don't care what anybody says. There's no coach that's going into a game in the National Hockey League and is trying to lose a game. I can guarantee you that. Unless it's a coach GM. I, I don't see it, man. I don't see it. Um, but so. what if your job is on the line? Either you you go ahead and win these games, Take. but I'm not guaranteed you're coming back next year. Well, let's go. So you're, we're talking like, give me a, give me a situation. So Chicago, you mentioned Chicago. Well, Who's the head coach well, in Chicago well, so right now? You know now? what we Luke, can do, Luke Richardson. I don't think I don't think knowing Luke, there is no way. What a bad question, by the way. Who's the head coach in Chicago? Of course, it's. <laughs> well, like I thought you were just yeah, trying to sorry, set me up. Sorry, Luke. Sorry, we just saw him the other day. There's no way. There's no as Luke is one of the most competitive, hardworking guys. There's I understand, no way Yorkie. He's trying to lose a game. But if your no directive, way. if your directive is. We're not here to win hockey games. Listen, look at Buffalo and what Tim Murray. Tim Murray was very vocal about it when trying to get Austin Matthews. I, I just listen. This is a generational so I'll player. I'll give so I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. When I was in Anaheim back uh, in the mid '90s, we went into games. Ron Wilson was the coach, and he had a speech to us for a game. He's like, "Guys, we're playing the Rangers tonight." On paper, we're not expected to win this game, so go out and work hard, and we'll see what happens after the game. And then he showed us a clip, and I'm not lying here. This was our pregame video of the Mighty Ducks movie doing the flying V. <laughs> we watched when they do the flying V, and that's what we watched before the game. That was our pump-up video, and we're all scratching our heads. We went out there, but at no point during that game did we feel like we were trying to lose the game or throw the game in order for us to finish worse? And But don't forget, back then there was no draft lottery. So if you finished last, right. you were guaranteed you, you were guaranteed to get the first overall pick. And yeah. like that team was not very good, but we didn't we didn't try and lose on purpose. We just we just <laughs> that happened on its own because we weren't very good. <laughs> So that kind of took. <laughs> that's okay. what GMs do. They just make it so the team's not very yeah. good, and then well, that's, uh, or and that's very what Chicago young. has done. Yeah, yeah. They're By stacked. The way, it's it's they've they've stacked the deck. Are you at all surprised themselves. that the arms? We call it the arms race. But are you surprised at all the yeah. moves that the top six in the East have done to try and remain competitive? Like they loaded. Not it just all. seems to me they loaded up. Yeah, I think it was a great. A great little piece of business by all those teams. They all found ways to have some teams take some money. And I love what Boston did. I love the moves Boston did. Orloff is a really good defenseman. That was a that was a really yep. good move. And then bringing in Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi. Yep. And now mysteriously, Terrell or Hall is on long term. Kind of similar to Nikita Kucherov, isn't it? When he was with uh, with Tampa. Mm -hmm. um, Nick, I love Nick Felino's out too. Since, yeah, hey, and how about the season Nick was having? Really, uh, was really playing solid in that role as a third, fourth line guy. So Toronto, too, I know people don't want to hear it, but the Ryan O'Reilly trade, that was a good, good move that they pulled off. I, I said this on Twitter. 
I don't like the Rangers moves. I don't. Not that I don't think Patrick you know, it reminds me a great of player. I, this reminds that? me of when they had all the money before the salary cap and they just kept buying yeah. everybody and they still couldn't win. Right. They just were like, oh, we're just going to buy all the best players and make it work. And Glenn say there couldn't. It make doesn't it work. work. It doesn't work. It's 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 really tough because you got to have you got to have roles for everybody. Everybody has to have a role. And it's just I, I, Patrick Kane, Hall of Fame player generation. Like he's he's a he's a fantastic player, but so too is Panarin, so too is Zibanejad. Uh There's just there's not enough for me. It's just they should have got. I, I would have went after a little more sandpaper. Maybe it wasn't available to complement those guys, but I, th- that yeah. those particular moves, I'm like, I don't know how much that's going to help New York win their ultimate goal this year. That's that that's all I'm saying. The players are all great, but sometimes it, sometimes it, too many of a good thing, right? Yeah, the talent. Yep. undeniable but uh, we'll we'll see yep. i could be wrong uh but so uh, right now i don't I, i'm not a big fan yeah it'll be interesting uh okay so uh, we've had because you and bobby have both brought up this term called cookie monster in the past <laughs> and uh i want you to i guess can you explain to the people who have asked uh what a cookie monster is in a current when it comes to an nhl term um uh, let's see does alex uh, alex have the fancy graphic oh 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 <laughs> hey arts and crafts today well c is for cookie it's good enough for me remember that one like the old sesame starts i do street songs yep. are coming back cookies well first of all cookies some guys call them goals but for me cookies are points Cookies are points, and cookie monsters, NHL players, are guys who love getting points. Everyone loves getting points. Hey, there's games when when I finished, I'm like, hey, I got a couple assists. I'm happy. I got a goal. But cookie monsters in general, all the guys on the team know how much these guys love their points. So people would say, well, is Connor McDavid a cookie monster? No, he's, he's not a cookie monster. He's just, he's just one of those players that's uh, going to get – 150 points cookie monsters are more guys where maybe if you lose the game and the guys get their points they're not that they're happy but they're not as upset that you lost the game because they got their cookies so (laughs) cookie monsters are guys where like the cookie monster they value their cookies to the highest regard they love their cookies they love getting their points and everybody on the team knows how much they love getting their points all right uh that is jason york's cookie monster story uh i someone else just asked and we totally forgot uh patrick murphy and uh so wait two quick things uh what's that austin watson hit tyler mott yesterday in the game he charged at him obviously do we think there was anything to that or is that just a i'm just trying to play the game austin watson's playing how he always plays plays it hard Plays the game, as I like to call it, from the tips. Plays from the back tees. Doesn't cheat the game. Uh, unfortunate. It's And the nice thing is he didn't get suspended. He got reviewed, and it says he just followed through and ended up getting the, getting the head. It's not going to be the first time, Wally. As you know, you covered this game long enough. Won't be the last time. It, stuff like that's always going to happen. Just uh, tough luck to a guy that plays the game hard. Okay, uh, moving on to Patrick Murphy's question, and uh, we had talked about this the other day. Uh, trade deadline stories. Uh, can you give me your trade deadline stories? I know we've talked about this uh, off camera. <laughs> so my most memorable was it happened to me. I was playing in Detroit, and this was it was a grind. It took me like four years to finally make Detroit. When I finally make Detroit, uh, it was in 1994. We ended up getting locked out. So we had to miss the whole season up until January. Then we come back, and uh, Detroit's predicted to win the Stanley Cup that year. So I'm that's the year I was partnered with Paul Coffey, at least at training camp. But now we're back, and uh, Detroit's the odds-on favorite to win the Cup. Uh, its team is stacked. There's Iserman, there's uh, Fedorov, Kozlov, Coffey, Lidstrom. That's unbelievable team, unbelievable team. So trade deadline is uh, just around the corner and Detroit was one of the only teams to have their own jet back then it was called Red Bird One so we're going out on the west coast to go on a trip and uh, Red Bird One takes off and we're all up there playing cards all of a sudden the, the plane 
mysteriously takes a pit stop on the way out to San Jose. And we're like, oh, what's going on here? And then people start wondering. And uh, this was before phones and all that stuff. So nobody knows. So the plane goes down. We land in New Jersey. And long behold, onto the plane comes Fatisov. <laughs> and we're all looking. We're like, we just traded for Fatisov while we're in the air. So I don't know exactly how they did it in the air, but we did it and we picked him up. So Fatisov comes on the plane and the plane continues on to uh, San Jose. But here's the thing. We know when the plane lands, there's too many guys and someone's getting traded. So rest of the plane ride, the, the, uh, the card game was a little more stressful for some of us. So when the plane lands, uh, we go right to the rink and we're going to have a practice. Scotty Bowman was the, uh, the coach and the GM. Sure enough, Scotty Bowman, trainer comes to see us, uh, a, a Yorkie, and of course, Mike Sillinger, the man who's been traded the most. Mike Sillinger, silly Yorkie, uh, Scotty wants to see you. So Silly looks at me, he's like, hey, Yorkie, I think we've been traded. So uh, we walk in, and I had never been traded before. So yeah, sure enough, uh, we got Fatisov in the air, and Sillinger and I were traded once the, uh, once the plane landed. And basically, just that's it. You get on the phone, uh, the Ducks called us. It was Jack Ferreira, the GM. We got another plane, and then as quick as that, we're flying off to Anaheim, played the next night in Anaheim, and that, that's how quickly it happens. But I've never seen it where you've seen a guy traded in the air like that. I've seen guys get traded after a game, seen guys get traded, like called off during practice, but that's a first uh, during a flight, <laughs> actually in the air, and a guy comes on the plane, two guys go off, and one of them was me. Uh, it, yeah, that's interesting. I, there is somebody that I know of when I covered that got traded, I want to say on the plane or just as he stepped off the plane, but I, I can't think yeah, of it off the top yeah. of my what head. The other, I told you um, another one too, that was kind of, what was the other one I told you? That was, yeah. Uh, and now I can't think of it. Yeah. The, uh, that was probably the most memorable for me. And it was the first time getting traded in the NHL. So you never forget that. It's just such a weird feeling. It's like, these guys don't want me anymore. Well, I guess they're getting Fatisa off. And so it's just uh, one of those things. And then uh, the actually the other, the other part of that trade was it was actually, they got Fatisa off and then Stu Grimson went the other way as well. Yeah. Grimson, we weren't exactly traded for Fatisa off. Grimson went the other way with Mark. Fuller, You're right. So it's because it was April 4th, 1995. Uh, traded with Mike Sillinger to Anaheim for Mark Ferner, uh, Stu Gripson, and, and Stu a Grimson. six round 96 pick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you knew we were leaving. Anyhow, it was it was weird uh, seeing Fatisov, big, big Russian guy, comes on the plane. That was after that, too. Don't forget the Red Wings uh, had that Russian five with it was Fedorov, yeah. Konstantinov, Fe, um, uh, Miss Fedos, Fedotov, Konstantinov. Fedorov, Kozlov, and uh, who was the other Russian on the other on the other wing there? I'm I'm missing one of them. Larionov eventually came uh, over too, and they had the oh, they had right. the Russian five. Yeah, yeah. What a team those what Detroit teams were. Yeah, unbelievable. Oh. Uh, all right, I I think those are out of question. Someone, I'm going to say Maddie's the name, but it's M four D D I E. Uh, what happens when you hate your team? Like, what do you do? Do you just have to deal with it? <laughs> what? <laughs> There's always, I will say this, like most, most rooms, it's, it's pretty, everybody pretty well gets along because you have to, you've, you've grown up in the team environment. You've always been on teams. So you find a way to make it work. There's yeah. usually one guy though, that doesn't like another guy. It's the same as any other place at work. I'm sure not everybody likes each other at work. And there's, there's always guys that you think are playing in front of you that shouldn't be or vice versa. So there's, there's always that going on. It's uh, but I, I've never really been on a team where a guy's actually hated somebody. It's just, unless they've been very good at disguising it and hiding it, but it's just uh, you always find a way to make it work. I guess it's just uh, the teams that hate or say they don't like their team might be just the guys who ask for trades that you find out about because well, there's For various there's, reasons. Like, like I don't think Danny Heatley hated playing on the Ottawa Senators, but I do think he disliked some things with the Ottawa organization, yeah. if you will. Like, I couldn't, right? I couldn't stand my D. I didn't like my D coach in Anaheim one year, and 
basically i i did the best thing you we just you have it out with them in the in private and you talk about things that's that's the best way to do it otherwise it'll just drive you nuts the entire yep. year but uh i was like i was lucky i had really good really good coaches throughout my whole career like good people and good coaches it's very fortunate it makes me think like evander kane would be a guy where in the winnipeg yeah. story of them throwing his stuff out of the bus that's probably not a place he wanted to play yeah but there's i i yeah i just i didn't know any of the guys at the time there but judging from what everybody was saying it wasn't working there and there was there was some dislike through with some other teammates i've never been on a team where something like that has happened um generally you'll have a guy that doesn't like the coach um and that, but hey this is what this is what a hockey team is i always say this i think i might have said this on the show before on a, on any team you got one third that's not happy usually those guys aren't playing they're sitting out and they're very disgruntled you have the top third that's very happy. They play all the time. They're on the power play. They're right. the team's doing well, and they're a big part of it. Then you have the middle group. They're like Switzerland. Those guys are just—they're not unhappy, and they're not happy. They're just kind of, hey, I'm in the NHL. Things are good. And uh, what, what what good coaches do? They make sure Switzerland doesn't go to the dark side. Because <laughs> as soon as that happens, that's when a coach eventually gets fired because you get two thirds of the team not liking yeah. you. Then you're in trouble. Uh, yes, fair enough. Uh, all right. Uh, we will be back Monday unless you got more to talk about. People want to know about Detroit and what happened there or a team that was fighting for a roughly a playoff spot, arguably, uh, until they ran into Brady Kachuk. Uh, and then they Ottawa, seemed to dismantle what, that group. That's what, well, Wally, that's what happened, isn't it? You watch those games. Well, I, I, I said be, this yeah. before. I, I said, we talked about this on the show. Those two games, the worst thing that could have happened for the Senators was win one, lose one. Uh, the best thing happened. It, it To me, it really paved out their direction. They won both games, and it's now put them in a situation where they're that much closer to the playoffs. And also, too, uh, the fact that you're able to make that trade for Chikrin, which helps you today and helps tomorrow. Because mm. you're, not, you're not trading for Matthias Ekholm. You're not trading for John Klingberg. You're not trading for if Ryan McDonough is available. You got the player that's 24 turning 25 this year. That's the perfect age for your group. The only thing is he doesn't yep. shoot right. But hey, nothing's perfect. You got uh, you, you you got what you wanted. The only reason I think you brought this for people are like ah, oh, you guys said like a month ago that the senate that the senators shouldn't get Jacob Chikrin. Yeah, a month ago. The price for Jacob Chikrin was Shane Pinto, uh, two draft picks, being in the first round. Of course you're not going to do that trade. That's why yeah. we said that a month or two ago. I'm Did not making that trade. for. I'm not, I'm not trading those guys. But then the best thing happened. The, the, the ask softened. Still a good price, but, but, but a price that is now fair and actually is... Did I probably would have. I probably would have given up more. I would have given up more draft picks for Chickering if if push came to shove. I would have given up more. But the I, best thing about this trade, you didn't have to give up a, a high end prospect. Yes. So right? I, I like I I think Bill Armstrong completely blew this from the get go. The asking price sure was so outrageous that he didn't understand the market. And then all of a sudden, I think six or seven D got traded, and then he's then he's left holding like, what do I do now? And now you've waited so long, you don't have any choice. You should have, you know, when what? you're buying a house, they always say that take the first offer because it's usually the best one you're going to get. Yes, he probably could have done better earlier on had he just made the deal and not said, oh, I'm holding out for this ransom for Jacob Chikrin. And now they've got thirty three picks or something to that number in the next three years that means they're drafting a whole entire team there's no chance that maybe five of these guys play in the national hockey league what are you going to do with all these draft picks oh you're going to trade them for quality players not very likely <laughs> trade them for money <laughs> Get them. Yeah, like because it's, it's just, they're not going to be making any money walk. with they that they every team it was like they were playing a game of texas hold'em We'll call your bluff. We'll call your bluff. And then all of a sudden, hey, Edmonton moved on. We'll do Ekholm. L.A. moved on. Teams moved on. 
and Ottawa was like the only team left standing. And they're just like, yeah, here's what we'll give you. And it turned out great. This turned out great for the Ottawa Senators. It couldn't have turned out any better. You 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 got him to come down in, on the ask. Um, you weren't going to pay those ridiculous prices uh, a month ago. But it's it's like the seas just parted perfectly. Would they even have made this trade? Well, they probably would. Just, because Just because of the age. Because of the age and like we explained. But everything happened perfectly. Everybody else out of the mix. Ottawa, last yep. team standing. Ottawa has the ability to take on the money, and then they do the deal. So it was uh, for me. It's 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 a home run, home run for the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, uh, no, I agree with you. I again, I don't understand. Basically, they got Jacob Chicken for a first and two seconds, unless Ottawa makes the Eastern Conference Final, and let's. Yeah, I'm not sure that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> but if, if this if is if a, it does, it's great. That for the trade is a strong trade. But that's on to me. That's on Bill Armstrong. I, I again, it's just hundred percent, just hundred percent. So, um, all right, uh, Columbus tomorrow. Uh, I need to go get a anniversary gift. So I will uh, talk to you. Uh, <laughs> where are you going for dinner tonight? You I'll guys see. got a date tonight? Yes, but I don't know Hot where. Date? So you guys pushing? Plan. You guys pushing this? You guys pushing the single beds together tonight? No, no, no. Still separate rooms. Just like the king and queen. <laughs> oh, that's what Lloydy. The yeah. Lloyds. The Lloyds have the separate beds. Eh? They have their separate beds. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It keeps it, it keeps it better in case one of you snores or something. I sleep with the TV on. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Yorkie. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Thanks for watching, everybody. We appreciate it. See you, everybody. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode.